Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. And every single one of us, God has given an assignment to grow His church, to preach the Word of God. A lot of people are trying to find out what is God's will for my life? What has God called me to do? What is God's purpose for my life? Maybe you've been like that before. Maybe you're like that right now. Let me help you today. God's assignment for you is to build his church. It isn't just about being somebody that has a name or a title. It isn't just about raising a family, having a nice house and a nice car and retiring at 63 and being done with life. No. It's not about being so fully invested in family that you forget why God put you on the earth. Our responsibility, our assignment as Christians, as men and women of God, is to be a witness of the gospel that we have heard and received and that has transformed and continuing to change our life. Can I get an amen? That's our assignment. So when you hear something like what Rich has said, I understand even me hearing that almost can sound like self-serving. That's why, you know, I had no clue he was going to talk about that. And I would never get up here and say that personally just because I can see the potential on how people receive it because of where their heart is. You know, but one of the things that we have to do as a church is preach the word of God. Even the tough things, even the challenging things, even the things that irk you or make you feel uncomfortable. Jesus did it. There was many times when Jesus even rebuked his own followers, his own disciples, the men he called to follow him. He rebuked them. He rebuked Peter. He even told Peter, get behind me, Satan, because he knew that there was a spirit working within him. See, we as the church have to become, what I would say, fully in love with the process of spiritual development Every day. Your life is not supposed to be just one high moment. It never will be. And if you're looking for that, good luck. Maybe you experienced God at a peak level within your life. You went to a conference and you experienced God in a powerful way. Or you went to a church service or you were on the side of the street and someone ministered to you or God told you to go minister. And you felt God greater than ever before, but you haven't felt that way before. Maybe you're in a moment of your life where it's just, it seems dead. It seems you're in a valley. You seem like you have nothing going for you. Look, this isn't my message, but I'm just being obedient to the Spirit of God. I want to help you pursue the assignment that God's given you as the church. Build his kingdom. And the first place you do that is build your life. You have to grow. You got to grow. Well, you cannot be just surface alone. You got to get deep in the things of God. You got to fall in love with God, and that only happens through intimacy and fellowship with Him. If all you do, though, is have intimacy and fellowship with God for the sake of yourself, well, then it is out of order because you are growing as an individual part of a body. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me show you something in the word of God. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm going to read a series of scriptures to you to keep it in context. And it says this. For just as the body is one and has many members, verse 12, for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Now he's talking about your body. This is Paul speaking to the church of Corinth. He just got done talking about the spiritual gifts. If you see that he's mentioning these because they were out of order when it came to the spiritual gifts. And you continue to read in chapter 13 and 14, he talks about love because their motive wasn't love. It was trying to be seen. It's because these gifts are in operation. And see, and that's what happens in the church. We see the gifts in operation, and it draws people to men when it should be drawing people to God. I can't tell you how many people have told me, man, I got a gift. I got an anointing. I got a grace. What are you doing with it? Uh, yeah, you got a gift. Is it self-serving? Is it for you? Or is it for his kingdom? There's a lot of people. They have gift and grace and anointings. Every single one of us do. But depending on how you steward that gift and grace and anointing, steward it, manage it. Come on, you got to steward it. And the first thing you have to remember is it's not about you, it's about him. It's about him. Do you know that you could be 70, year old, 70 years old today in here and still have an anointing and a grace and a gift to do what God's called you to do at 70? You're not done yet. You could be 80 years old today, you could be 90. Or you could be 21. It don't matter. God places his gift and calling on you. And it can't be taken back. It can't be irrevoked. It's yours. But it's not about you becoming exalted, you getting a platform, you becoming something. No, it's about him being glorified. God is jealous. It says that he is a zealous God. He's jealous of his bride. He doesn't want to share you with nobody. He doesn't. And God is the only one that gets worship, not us. We cannot be a body that worships people, that worship ideologies and worship things. That is idolization, and that is what they did in the Old Testament. And you saw what happened when the children of Israel were worshiping false idols. We have to get to a place where everything and all things is about him. And what does that mean? Your attitude will change. Your personality will change. Your outlook on life will change. Everything, it will come in line with his word, with his word. But again, it is a process. But are you committed to the process? Are you committed to the mundane of Monday through Friday. Because guess what? There's going to be more ordinary days than there are extraordinary days. Here it is. That's life. It's what you do in the ordinary. It's how you live your life in the process. That's why so many people are falling away from God. Because they think that it's supposed to be a high moment all the time. It's not. Now, it can be 
a high moment when you're in relationship and fellowship with God, even when you're suffering, even when you're going through turmoil, even when you are going through a trial or temptation, even when there's tribulation in your life. I mean, Paul even said that. Because we set our mind where? On things above. Things above. Now let's look at this. Verse 13, for in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. What does that say? The body does not consist of one, but of many. So let me help you today, because Paul is writing to a church, a local church in Corinth. There is what we understand the universal church, but then there is the local church where God plants a church or a body to affect the region. And then God gives the fivefold gifts apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, and prophet for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building of his kingdom. That's what a pastor is. See, we put a lot of emphasis on pastors, but what about the other four gifts? Where are they at in the church? See, the only reason why I'm on this pulpit is not because God gave me a call and an anointing to be seen and to be looked upon. No. I'm here just to help you grow, to be a shepherd, to tend to your life through the word of God, to teach you, to train you, to love you through the word of God to the best of my ability. but you are the ones that have to receive from God. You will have to understand that you're part of a body. You can't be on your own and think you're part of the body, a local body. Meaning you can't do church on your own. There's no such thing in the Bible. You show me where, where men and women did it on their own. You can't, you, you can't find it. Even in Paul's letters, in his writing, it was two churches. See, but what happens is we begin to get our own ideas of how we want church to be, how we think it should be. So then, if we don't like what's going on, we make our own thing. And what happens is we run into pride. We get into spiritual pride. And what ends up happening is we begin to draw people to ourselves because now I'm exercising the gift that God's given me. But it's only affecting a few people. And then it just becomes a full group of pride. I've seen too many of them. To where there's no effect, where there's no work, where there's no advancement of the kingdom of God. This is why God establishes and is establishing his church here in the peninsula. He is calling men and women to the vision that he has given, because look, the vision that you're a part of isn't a man's vision, it is God's vision. It is God's word that this church even started. Even the very nature of it. I mean, I'm an American living in another country. I'm a foreigner. Pastor Brian, Pastor Chris, they're foreigners. It wasn't a, just like, man, let's start a church in Australia because the accent's awesome. They got snakes and spiders and crocodile Dundee. no. The reason why I said it is because that was about the only knowledge I had of Australia until I moved here and understood that I haven't seen one snake yet. I've seen a lot of spiders, though. 
you're here, and I hope you're here, because you want to expand the kingdom of God. Now, you may not have any clue what that means, because you're in a place with your own personal life that you can't overcome the struggles of your life. That's why you're here, so that we can help you, so that I can help you, the leadership can help you, the people in this house, because that's why we're here. That's why you're here. If you're part of the church, just like Rich said, longer than three months, you're part of the body. And now you are here to help equip, to build, and to love, to encourage, to exhort, to build up, to prophesy. All these things, not for the building of you and the exalting you, no, to exalt him. Let's continue to read. For the body does not consist of one member but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? Or where would be the sense of hearing? So he's talking about you can't be the body with just the hand. You can't be just a body with the eye. And the body is not just an eye. Because where's the ear? How do I hear? I can see, but I can't hear. He's talking about the members of the body, us. You're a member of the body. Come on, say, I'm a member of the body. But as it is, God, man, this is it, arrange the members in the body, each one of them as what? He chose. Who did it? If you look at another translation, that word arranged is sets. God sets the members. God, that's why you've heard us say God sets you in a body. Here's your scripture right here. He sets you in a body as he chooses. So who chooses the church, you or God? So anyone says, well, that church don't have the right music for me. That church goes too long. That church, you know, I just, I can't get along with everything they say. Is that personal preference or is it because God is telling you that? Because God is saying, no, I didn't call you that church. There's somewhere else I set you. Because it's not considering the pros and cons and seeing, weighing it out. Does this work for my family? You know, is this, is this the right area? Do they have a good youth group? Do they have a good young adults? Do they have a ladies' ministry on Tuesday at 10 a.m. that I can attend? No, God, where do you want me to go? Because I know once I get there, once I'm set there, that I'm going to give my whole life, everything, every part of me to the building of your kingdom. But see, the kingdom's not in the mind. That's why. The kingdom's not the goal for most. It's about self-kingdom. It's like, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. This is the attitude we have. I come to church to consume, not to participate. But see, this is where, if you will, allow your heart, the word of God, to be planted deep and to allow exactly what the parable of the sower says, to allow it to produce, allow it to produce some 30, some 60, some 100. When I think of that, 30, 60, and 100, that means that not everybody's going to produce the same amount of fruit. Some will produce 30, some will produce 60, and some will produce 100. But my prayer for you is that you produce a full 100, amen? That's my prayer for you. And you think about there's four different grounds or four different soils of the heart. And you see that there's only one out of the four that actually received the seed, meaning there's only one out of four people that are going to receive what I'm saying today. Look around the room. There's only one out of the four in this room that are going to receive it. 
we got to get to a place where we receive the word of God. Not man's ideas, not what you saw on the media, not what you saw a YouTube video say or a podcast. Do you get your source of information from God and his word and the church that you submitted yourself to? Or do you get it from someone just giving a long rant of how they think it's not of God or this isn't right? What formulates the ideas in your belief system? Is it doctrine of his word or is it doctrine of men? The Bible says doctrine of devils. Because anything contrary to his word is not of God. We know that God is the creator. Satan is a counterfeiter. Anything that God creates, Satan counterfeits. This is how it is. It's that black and white, guys. God's kingdom is binary, zero and ones. He even said, there's no such thing as lukewarm. You're either hot or you're cold. But see, we live in a society today where there's a lot of gray areas. But it's not that way. And so if there any is gray areas that we have allowed into our life, then we are allowing ourselves to compromise at his word. And this is an area where you have to check your heart. And, let, and the Bible says that his word is a, a discerner of the intentions of your heart. Meaning, you're going to have to let that word penetrate your heart. Let it penetrate your heart. I know it don't feel good. I get it. Now listen, it says this. He sets the body as he chooses. If all were in a single member, where would the body be? Wow. If everybody's just doing their own thing, where's the body? Because there's no body, we can't be effective. Isn't this amazing how this goes with the vision of this church? My sheep are scattered. I'm sending you, and he's talking, he's talked to Pastor Brian on this word. I'm sending you to gather scattered sheep. But let me help you. That word wasn't just for Pastor Brian, it was for the body. See, sometimes we think it's just for the man. No, it's for the region, it's for the people. God has called you to gather scattered sheep too. How many people you know right now that are not going to church but are Christians? You say, well, that's okay. No, it's not. They need to be part of somewhere. They need to be equipped for the work of the ministry. They need to be building his kingdom. See, I can only imagine if this message would get deep in the heart of people, the effect we would have as a body. Because it's not about Pursuit Church. It's not about Pastor Brian. It's not about this building. It's about God. It's about his kingdom. And that's not just some cliche thing we say because we want to say the right things because we want your money and we want you in the chair. No. That's the truth in the heart of this church. That's what it is. There's no one greater in here than one another. We all serve one another. I'm no greater than you. Isn't that beautiful? But we do understand honor. We do understand surrender, submission, which really we don't understand submission because if we did, our attitude and the what we would do would change a lot. I mean, wives can't even submit to their husbands and husbands can't even submit to God. So it's hard for a wife to submit to God or to their husband because their husband's not submitting to God. I know, that's a tough one. I get it. But it's in the word. It's in the word. That's not less love at all. 
Because love is truth. The full truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me, God. Now the verse 21 says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Don't you think low of yourself just because you see somebody with a microphone or see someone that can sing really good or see someone that has a big charismatic personality, you ain't no lesser than that. God's called you in purpose for what he wants you to do. And the only reason why you're seeing yourself in that light is because the narrative that you believed and received from the enemy. And that's a deceit and it's manipulation and it's a lie. And you need to stop yielding your life to it. You need to stop victimizing yourself and come under the understanding that you have victory through Christ Jesus and the devil is a liar and he is under your feet. Let me help you. We're no longer victims in Christ. All the past trauma and things and pain that you went through, you're free in Christ Jesus. Now you can receive that and believe that or you can still reject it because of the pain and the anger. And I understand but until you allow the word of God and the spirit of God to come into your heart and your, your life to it, you'll still hold on to that. And you will see life through that perspective. You will see life through that lens of victimization. How does deliverance come? Is it by me laying my hands out of you and casting a demon out? That's one way. But another way is you come into the full understanding of the revelation that your identity and your nature has changed in Christ to where I don't even have to lay my hands on you. You already know because you're born again that your nature's changed and you are no longer a slave to the world, no longer a slave to the enemy, no longer a slave to Satan. This is why with deliverance ministries, they've gotten way out of balance. They say even a Christian can have a demon. No, they can't. They can yield their life to a demon. They can yield their life to the devil. What does the Bible say? Submit to God, resist the devil. Where does he go? He stays with you? No, he flees. He flees. Now, it says, on the contrary, on the, contrary the parts of the body that seem to be weaker, they're not big, you know, my little pinky toe. I mean, these think about the body and some of the things that you need to survive. It's amazing. And on the parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. <laughs> I love how everything in the kingdom of God is reversal to the kingdom of this world, don't you? It's, it's amazing. Everything in the kingdom of God is complete reverse to the kingdom of this world. Remember, there's only two kingdoms. There's not a third kingdom. We don't have an independent party. We have two. Kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. The kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. The Bible says that Satan is the prince of this air, the God of this world. If you didn't know that, he is. Because he took our dominion and authority through Adam and Eve. But through Christ Jesus, we get it back. And that's only to the believer. So the people that have not believed in Christ Jesus and confessed him as Lord yet, they are still under the dominion and the authority of Satan. That's why they do what they do and live the way they live. Sinners are going to sin. So we can't be scared of that fact and that understanding. No, we love them with the word of God through speaking the truth. 
Pastor Brian preached a word, I believe it was in 2017, that we're not giving a hand out to people, we're giving a hand up to people. And you see that in Acts chapter 3, where the man at the gate, beautiful, was sitting at the gate. And Peter lifted his hand up, or lifted his hand out, and pulled him up. He didn't just give him a hand out, no, he took him out from where he was. This is what the church does. And too many times the church just wants to give a hand out, but no one ever gets changed and set free, and they stay within the same mold for the rest of their life. No, the church is supposed to give them a hand up, to bring them out of where they are through the preaching of the word of God. That's why we're very careful on what programs and things that we do. If it's not going to have an outcome of people getting set free and come to the full realization and the understanding of who God is, we won't do it. Now, the Bible says this. In all those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the great honor or greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, that the members may have the same care for one another. Let me read that, and you please hear it. That there may be no division in the where? So where is your heart today towards members in the body? How do you think about people in this house today? Do you love them? If you have an offense against your brother, what does the Bible say? Go to them. Go to them. So division can happen just like the Bible says when we don't allow God to compose the body, allowing him to give greater honor to the part that lacked it. So meaning we get division or we we allow division within our heart when we begin to see people lesser or greater value. You're no better than the person sent to your left or to your right. Just because you know more of the word of God and you experience God maybe at some greater, deeper level than somebody, that's fine. It don't make you greater. No, you went through those things so you could help that person to the left and to the right. If I have no love, what am I? I'm just a clinging brass. <laughs> that's what the Bible says in the first, next chapter. I can have all the word of God in me, and I can be so deep in revelation, and whoo, man, look at me. But I don't have love. There's a bunch of noise. There's a lot of people that are just a bunch of noise in the kingdom of God. The religious were like that. The Pharisees were like that. And Jesus corrected them. Love. Come on, say love. Love. And maybe you've never experienced love in the church before. Maybe you've never experienced love from a pastor before. Maybe you've never experienced love from the body before. Let me help you. You are going to here. But you're going to have to open up your heart to it. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.